Chapter 19, we continue with the theme of Saul's attempt to eliminate his rival. Saul is suspicious of David, perhaps jealous of David, and is determined to eliminate David. He has thought in the previous chapter to eliminate David by sending him off into war, be a valiant warrior, and at one point or another the Philistines will kill him. That would solve his problem, he wouldn't have to do anything, and David would be eliminated. That didn't work. David saw through it. David is now his son-in-law, married to Michal, who loves him. And Saul is still intent on killing David. And in the middle of chapter 19, we have the following story. Saul sent messengers to David's house to guard him to make sure he doesn't leave and to kill him in the morning when he walks out the door they're going to kill him they're waiting in ambush Michal, David's wife, said to him if you don't escape tonight tomorrow you will be killed so the wife, who's Saul's daughter, is trying to protect her husband. You have to escape at night. She's the one that informs David. And not only does she inform David, but the wife who loves David also plans his escape. In verse number 12 of chapter 19, So Michal lowered David out the window. She lowers him out the window. And David leaves. He runs away. He escapes. In the next verse, in verse number 13, Michal took the trophim. Trophim are idols. Apparently, Michal has idols in her house. She places the idols in the bed. And she covers the, uh, she puts at its head a net of goat's hair. Vatechas babaged, and she covers it up with a cloth. So what's interesting, we have over here the deception. Michal will deceive her father, essentially, who wants to kill uh, David. And the text recalls deceptions. First of all, the goat, the goat's hair, the goat in the book of Genesis is the means of deception. Uh, Jacob uh, takes the goat skins and covers his body so that Isaac won't know that it's Jacob. He'll think it's Esau. The brothers dip the coat of Joseph in the blood of a goat. Seerizim. The goat is a symbol of deception. Jacob deceived his father. Jacob's children deceived their father. It stops actually in chapter 38 with Tamar when Judah says, I will send you a goat. And Tamar says to Judah in Genesis 38, I'm not accepting the goat. I want payment now. The deception comes to an end, as it were. So over here we have the goat. But in addition to the goat, we have the trophim. The reader is reminded of the story in the Torah, also in Genesis, when Lavan 
says to Jacob in chapter 31 of Genesis, one of you, why did you steal my, uh, my gods? Rachel has stolen the trophim when Jacob and the family run away from the house of Lavan. Jacob doesn't know that. Jacob says, search if, if you will. And Rachel has, takes the trophim, Rachel Rachel trophim, and she hides them in the, in the saddle. And Jacob and Lavan can't find the trophim. So there we have another instance of someone, in that case the daughter, tricking her father. Interesting is that uh, Rachel and, of course, is the mother of Benjamin, Saul and the family of Benjaminites, so there's a relationship there. And then we have lowering out the window. Lowering out the window reminds us, reminds the reader, of the story in the book of Joshua, when the spies come in, and they come to the house of Rachav, and they make a deal with Rachav in return for information, which she gives them secretly. She also hides them. She protects them. She allows them to escape. And she places in her window the uh, red cord. That will be the sign that that's the house of Rachav. And later when the armies of Israel come in, they will spare Rachav and her family. And covering with the bed, covering the bed, that's another deception. That's the story in the book of Judges. That's the story of Yael, who invites Sisra into the house under the guise of welcoming the, the stranger, welcoming the refugee from the war, puts him in the bed, covers him with a blanket, but in effect ends up killing him, deceiving him, giving him a sense of false security, and killing him. In short, the text over here in Shmuel recalls all of these stories. This is a woman using her wits, using her various uh, abilities to save her husband and also to deceive her father. It's very much a story of Rachel and the Trafim with everything else added in as well to emphasize and lowers him out the window. Saul sends messengers to take David in the morning. But she says he's sick, he's in bed. That's okay, bring him in his bed, says Saul. So the messengers come to the house, and behold, What do they see? They see the trafim, they see the net of the goat hair. Why have you deceived me? Why have you deceived me is a phrase that we have in the Lavan and Jacob interactions as well. You send my enemy away. You let him to escape. So she says to her father, because he threatened to kill me. This is the situation that we are confronted with the father-in-law, the daughter, and the husband, and the deception, and the threats. And apparently Saul doesn't care if Michal's beloved husband, and she is beloved to Michal, is going to be killed, and he assumes his daughter will side with him. He's put his daughter in an impossible situation. Now the point over here, in this chapter and the previous chapter, is not just about Saul and not just about Saul's daughter, but it's also about David. 
We know that Michal loves David. The text says that explicitly in the previous chapter. Vatehav Michal. Michal loved David. We don't know what David is thinking. We know that David is interested in becoming the son-in-law of the king. The text never says that David loves Michal. So Michal loves him, and Michal saves him. And this story of Michal saving David by lowering him out the window is recalled by a later story in the book of Shemuel. And that's the story where David, in 2 Samuel chapter 6, brings the ark to Jerusalem, to David's city. And when he brings the ark to Jerusalem the second time, he dances with all the people. And Michal, the daughter of Saul, it says, in chapter 6, looks out the window. And she sees David dancing, in her eyes, promiscuously with the, with the people, with the women. And when David comes home, in chapter 6, she accuses David. She says, In chapter 6 of Second Samuel, Oh, she says sarcastically, O king of Israel, how much glory you brought upon yourself today. As one of the, as one of the riffraff might expose himself. Exposing yourself today in the sight of the slave girls of his subjects. Chapter 6, 2 Samuel, verse 20. And David says to Michal, The God who chose me over, over your father, who made me king, I dance with God's people. Now what David says is very much on target is very correct in the sense of you don't understand what it means to be king. You think I lower myself, it's exactly the opposite. I dance before God who chose me, and I dance before God's people. I work for the people. I'm not above the people. David understands perfectly what is a fundamental theme of this book, that the king has two bosses, as it were. God chooses the king, as it says in the Torah, but also, from amongst your brethren, which the book of Samuel interprets to mean, you work for them. That's fine and good. And that's very important. But on the other hand, the way he speaks to Michal is highly problematic for two reasons. First of all, this is a woman whom David marries in order to, to position himself with the king. And in fact, later in the book, and we'll see this, She's given away by Saul to somebody else, and David demands that she be given back to him. So it's a woman who loved him, and the love was not returned. But on top of that, forget the wife, forget the love. It's a human being who saved his life by lowering him out the window. And she looks at him from the window. So the point is that what's problematic about that story is that it it, it recalls, of course, the positive side of David, the, the deep understanding of kingship. But there's another side to this book, which is, what does it take to become the king? And in the process of becoming the king, of positioning oneself to assume the leadership position, in the book of Samuel, many sacrifices are made along the way, and the sacrifices typically don't entail the person who's rising to the top. They entail the people around that person. In this particular case, in a very striking example, Michal Bat Shaul, 
the woman who finds herself in between two men, the king of Israel who wants to kill her, and the husband who wishes to be king. So here she saves his life, lowers him out the window, and later on she peers at him from the window.